Hello and welcome to the Revolut Insider Podcast, where we explore Revolut's rocket ship from the inside out, one episode at a time. I'm your host, Alex Carrill, and joining me today is Queenie Lee, Head of Executive Recruitment. Hi, Queenie. Hello. How are you today? Very well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. You know, I invited you to talk to us about hiring at the top, right? Executive recruitment and collaborating with an international team to find these best people from around the world to join Revolut and also to hear a little bit more about your journey starting with us. Sure. Happy to share my tips. And I must say, this is the first time I ever do a podcast. Really? So thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, you know, not many people that we have on the show have done a podcast before. So I do appreciate you taking that leap of faith and joining me today. And I think work can't revolute a lot of the time. It's about taking a leap of faith. Ah, speaking of a leap of faith, let's start from the beginning and how you had your leap of faith here at Revolute. So how did you find yourself here? I think I've made a number of leaps of faith throughout the years from going into recruitment moving from Hong Kong to London. Um, shall we start with how I end up in Revolut? Yes, please. Cool. So I moved from Hong Kong to the UK during the pandemic. Oh, wow. Um, so I landed in March 2020 and went straight into lockdown. Mm. Um, so I was working in the recruitment agency for my first year, and then I saw a job posting at Revolut. So I applied. I first started in the product recruitment team mm-hmm. as a mid-level recruiter, and it's been an amazing journey, extremely deep learning curve. And a lot of the time, I would say every quarter, there is a new challenge, new lessons to learn. And you just never get bored. You're saying, you know, each quarter you're challenged with something new. You're learning from these experiences. And I feel like not often does everyone get that chance to learn something new at work, let's say. So that's great. Yeah. You know, kind of that think deeper mentality and get it done. Yeah. And never settle. Also, yes. So I'm curious, you know, you had mentioned that you moved during the pandemic. What was it like moving during that time? I mean, it's hard enough finding (laughs) friends and a community when moving to a new place as it is. But doing it during a pandemic, I can imagine, was even more challenging. I felt quite isolated Mm. during my first year in London uh, because of the lockdown. And to be honest, I was just in survival mode, like while adapting to a new market, a new way of working, because I think that's the first time that I started working remotely. Mm. And turned out I really liked it. And I think one of the reasons why I joined Revolut is because we're so flexible when it comes to remote working. Once I joined Revolut during summer 2021, it was amazing. At that time, UK gradually opened up and I started meeting friends at work and outside of work or building my social network through my work network. Mm-hmm. So that's been amazing. And, and I think since I started Revolut, I really felt that I settled in London. Um, it's been super fun. And I got to meet people outside of the team. And I've also made very close friends at work. That is quite an interesting relationship because I'm so close with them. I know their partner. We, we know each other's like, you know, upbringings, mm-hmm. personal story. Yeah. But I don't think I've seen them for more than 10 times in person Whoa. throughout the past two years. Um just because we keep going into the office on different days. Mm. But we still feel so close and we talk almost every day. You know, I was worried about that before when I started also of kind of not feeling this connection or not having a sense of community or camaraderie at work, working remotely. But that hasn't been the case at all. I think what's great about Revolut is because we're so in love with our product. Mm. It's such an amazing app. We are solving 
our customers' biggest problems. We keep rolling out new features. We keep launching the new market. And I think that common goal of trying to build the most amazing product really connect people. Definitely. And because we're working towards the same goal, it creates a sense of community mm. regardless of where you are, your way of working or what team you're in. I totally agree. How is it for you finding your place at Revolut? Um, I wasn't expecting this, but Revolut is the first company that I've worked for that I really feel that I can be myself mm. totally. It's a very diverse company uh, and also very inclusive. So just to give you an example, the last team that I managed, at one point we had more than 10 nationalities wow. within the team. So every Friday when we had our team meeting, we used to have wary from sharings. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about our culture, the food, or any interesting factoid mm. about wary from. And I think that really create a sense of belonging within mm. the team. And also I think Reflet is so diverse. So people don't really consciously think about where someone is from. It's more about whether we're able to work collectively and in a supportive manner. I think people just welcome you as someone that is a team player that they enjoy working with. Yeah, part of the dream team. Yeah, I love that you meet people from everywhere and you talk to people every day from all around the world. And I just love that feeling of connectedness. Yeah. I'm sure this environment of being welcomed so well has made a difference in your work and life here. Yeah, definitely. So I've worked at companies where I've been through times when I was trying to be ambitious, it was seen as a bad thing. Whereas at Revolut, all my managers never hesitated to advocate for me and encourage to step out of my comfort zone or empower me to mm. continue to grow. And that's what I'm trying to do for my team as well. And also coming from a recruitment agency background, I think I was used to working in a meritocratic environment, but sometimes it can get a little bit too competitive. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Revolut, your peers celebrate your wins and even your stakeholders also advocate for you as they recognize your contribution. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know who I could be mm. until I joined Redfoot. It's like, oh. oh, actually, I can dream big. I can do something more than just recruitment. I have so much potential and now I'm doing all these cool things. And I think your potential is limited by your cognition. Mm. So joining Revolut opened my eye and allowed me to think out of the box of what do I want to become. That's fantastic. I love hearing stories like that. And I love hearing when people recognize their potential. I think the culture of Revolut really encourages people to take the leap of faith. Yeah. You know, what do you think people who work on multicultural teams can do to be more inclusive of others from different backgrounds? I think it's very important to be mindful of the nuances in communication styles across cultures mm -hmm. and don't jump into conclusion or rush into judging someone just because they communicate or think in a different style than yours. Yeah. So it's kind of like give people the benefit of doubts that they mean well, even when their message may come across differently. And also don't make assumptions based on someone just because they come from a different background. Personally, I find that showing genuine curiosity of someone's culture or upbringing can often be a good icebreaker. It also helps avoid misunderstanding. Mm. And also from a team management perspective, I think it helps me bond with my own team. Definitely. I think asking respectful questions to show genuine interest is a great way to build connection. Also about being a genuine person. Also, exactly. I mean, that's number one is just be a decent human being. <laughs> well, I'm interested to know what attracted you to the world of recruitment in the first place, Queenie. 
So I was actually working in the uh, film industry. The film industry. Before I joined recruitment. Okay. So. <laughs> May I ask in what capacity? So I was in film sales and distribution. Okay. So I was selling Hong Kong or other Asian movies overseas. Mm -hmm. I was looking at like international sales apart from Asia. So you and weren't on the other side of the camera because the way you're speaking on this podcast, I was really convinced that you were an actress. No, but I did walk the red carpet in Cannes. You did? Multiple times. Wow. No, actually, it's not that hard to get on the red carpet. You didn't just walk behind someone that walked, you're just like, I'm with her? And like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I was also on the distribution side. So, for example, my company would buy Hollywood movies to distribute in Hong Kong and Macau. Mm -hmm. And it was a very glamorous job. It actually gave me the exposure into dealing with executive level clients. Mm -hmm which allow me to develop my gravitas when it comes to dealing with more experienced candidates or clients by the end. But I was in Hong Kong and at that point I wanted to move to Europe and I had to think about, okay, am I going to stay in the film industry or is it time for me to actually think about doing something else? And after I would say three to six months of exploring, uh, I realized that actually recruitment was a good option because of three things. First, the money. Yes, um, <laughs> important. Yep. Yeah. Secondly, it allowed me to build my resume for an international move. Mm -hmm. uh, and then third is to build a career outside of the film industry. So I went into recruitment, uh, worked in agencies for a few years, built out my knowledge in different areas. Mm -hmm. And then I end up in Reflet. Wow, it's been quite a journey for you. Very interesting. And now that you're hiring for top positions at Revolut at the executive level, what goes into hiring for these executive roles? Yep. So I would say, obviously, one of the most important things is whether this candidate um, is a right fit for the role. So in terms of like hard skills and experience. Secondly, is industry knowledge. For example, if we're hiring for uh, regulated roles, does this candidate have a deep understanding of the banking industry and the regulatory landscape? Mm -hmm. And then third is whether they have a track record of achievements. So we want to hire the strongest players in the market. Does this candidate have a strong track record of consistent achievements? And then obviously hiring at executive level, we look at leadership skills. Does the candidate have experience managing and scaling a high-performing organization? Mm. And then I think finally is cultural fit. Mm -hmm. Revolut is very different from other organizations in the sense that we are very fast-growing. We always want to think out of the box. So what we're looking for in terms of soft skills in our candidates are strategic thinking, strong problem-solving skills, whether they have an agile mindset or entrepreneurial mindset. And uh, I think one thing that is so important is a lot of our executive level roles actually still requires the person to be hands-on. Okay. Uh, especially when, say, they're starting a, a new function or building mm. a new team. Obviously, with our recruitment department, we'll be helping them to build out the team. But before they have bumps in the seat, <laughs> they will still have to roll their sleeves off and get stuff done. For us... What we look for, a candidate with the right amount of experience, the, the right domain expertise, and also the ability to wear multiple hats. Mm -hmm. And at executive level, obviously, you need to know how to delegate as well. Of course. yeah. Do you have any tips for executive level candidates on how to stand out or maybe for those whose next step might be the executive level? Yep. So for candidates who are already at the executive level, four main tips, if you are applying to an open job or if you're reaching out to our recruiters, tailor your resume or LinkedIn profile. 
highlight the relevant experience and skills that align with the specific role that you're applying to. Secondly is to articulate your biggest achievements and quantify your achievements if possible. That would, I would say, put a little bit more objectivity or, or scope into the impact of what you've made. Mm. If you are speaking to our recruiter or if you're going through our cultural fit interview, use interview frameworks like the STAR method, situation, task, action and result. Mm. That will help you structure your answer uh, while providing enough details and staying on track. Um, That's a great tip. Can you repeat that one more time? What does STAR mean? Situation, mm-hmm. task, action and result. Mm. Right. Yeah, because like a lot of the time, if someone is asked the most difficult situation you've encountered or what was the most challenging time you've experienced, some candidate may go into the trap of whining about how difficult things are and then mm. they forget to talk about how they actually solve the problem. Yes. So if you use the STAR method, by the end you remember to talk about the outcome and the result. That's amazing. So, and then third is structured communication skills. I think Redflow is a very logical organization, uh, very data-driven. So if you want to stand out, demonstrate that you can communicate in a structured and logical manner. Again, it's like in terms of framework, um, I would say the pyramid principle hmm. is quite helpful because it helps you paint a mental picture for your listener, for your audience of what you're talking about. Hmm. Especially if you're talking about something very complex, break it down. Uh, and then finally, as an applicant, demonstrate your enthusiasm. Like, why are you interested in Refluid and why Refluid and not our other competitors? Mm-hmm. And then in terms of executive wannabes, I would say the first thing is to think about what do you want to be or who do you want to be? Mm. Uh, like, what kind of an executive level position would you like? I have spoken to a candidate that I was asking them, okay, what is your ultimate career goal? You are currently a finance executive. Do you want to be, you know, a CFO and then a CEO? And then the person is like, no, actually, I love finance so much. Mm. And I don't really want to deal with the other stuff as a CEO. <laughs> so I want to stay at the CFO. So be honest with yourself and ask what kind of executive position you want to be in. Mm. And then think about how to pave your career path. Um, one of the tricks is like, look at our current executives, look, yeah. at, our, look at their career trajectory, <laughs> and maybe that will give you an idea of how to pave your path. That's great. Well, thank you. That's a wonderful tip to keep in mind for people who are not only at the executive level, but striving to become one one day. Yeah, I think like even for myself, I'm like, what do I want to be? And it's an evolving idea. Uh, but I think being mindful about what really motivates you and keeps you happy career wise is so important to stay motivated. It is. Yeah. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more insider views. This podcast is brought to you by Revolut Donations. Did you know that you can use your Revolut app to make a charitable donation? Choose from a selection of charities and donate money with the tap. Charities get 100% of your donation, so you can feel good knowing your whole contribution goes straight to the cause you care about. Do some good with Revolut. We're back on the Revolut Insider Podcast with Queenie Lee, Head of Executive Recruitment here at Revolut. How's it going, Queenie? Good. How are you feeling? I'm doing great. Queenie, we touched earlier about working on our international team. Can you tell me more about collaborating with Revoluters globally and its impact on executive hiring? I think our current way of working allows us to run efficient interview process Mm -hmm. when our hiring panels are scattered in different countries. So I would say most of our interviews are done on Google Meet. Mm -hmm. But for panel interviews, for example, if we're hiring a a non-executive director... 
um, and they need to meet the board, then we'll do our best to arrange face-to-face -face meeting in the office if the interviewer's schedule and also if the candidate's uh, schedule allows. So we're in Europe, but how do you manage and foster building relationships with different teams and across different time zones, uh, such as those in APAC or the Americas? I was, I'm quite an organized person at work. So I'll actually think about how do I create cadence mm -hmm. in how I arrange my work. So let's say if I'm you know, so busy, I'm working with both the APAC and uh, the Americas team. Now, I'll usually deal with the APAC teams in the morning. And then in the middle of the day, then I'll have my own focus time or I'll work with my own team in Europe. And then in the afternoon or early evening, work with the Americas team. Uh, I think Europe, like where we are, is a very strategic location that allows us to be able to, you know, be in touch with our colleagues uh, every day. And I think having a global setup like we have right now really allows us to allocate work while ensuring that our colleagues don't have to work around the clock. I mean, and you're just kind of touched around this whole idea of communication and staying in contact. And I think that as a recruiter, communication is key, not just within the team, but obviously with candidates as well. Do you think international teams have an advantage when it comes to hiring from diverse backgrounds? Definitely. <laughs> so uh, we leverage each other on finding and attracting candidates. For example, if I'm doing a specific search in Germany or in Russia, I'll actually get my colleagues to look at my Google Translate version of the Boolean string and to just make it more natural and, and more accurate. And also for sourcing from specific markets, Sometimes we just ask someone who's from that region to help reaching out. So just to give you an example, uh, when I was still in the product recruitment team, I was sourcing for a product owner role based in Latin America. And my response rate was only 20%. But when I asked my Venezuelan colleague to reach out, the response rate doubled. Wow. Yeah. So similarly, like if we are working on any roles that requires knowledge about APAC, or Hong Kong is specific, then, you know, I'll be a suitable person to, to contribute on that. And also, I think like having a diverse recruitment team also allows us to penetrate into different talent markets due to our own understanding of the local or regional landscape. Hmm, that's wonderful. And you're talking about reaching out to candidates and setting up calls or interviews. But let's turn the tables, Queenie. If you're a candidate wanting to get an executive position somewhere, what questions might you ask a recruiter during an interview? Yeah, to be honest, like my answers are not going to be executive specific, but applicable for any other seniorities as well. Even better. Yeah. So my favorite question is what are the three most important things the hiring manager is looking for in this role? Hmm. The hiring manager is different from the recruiter. And you can still ask the recruiter what they think it is, but I think like a good recruiter would know what those three most important things are from the hiring manager. Good to know. Yeah. Or you can just like put it simply, what are the three most important things for this role? And then um, secondly is how is performance measured mm -hmm. or what is the what are the success criteria for this role? That will give you a very good idea of what it will be like when you start in the role and also potentially give you an insight into what are the actual requirements for the role. Mm. Um, culture of the company, extremely important. And then also, if you are currently interviewing with multiple companies or uh, you've got a very busy work schedule, I think it would be good to ask the recruiter 
what exactly is the interview process mm-hmm. and what is the approximate timeline that will help you manage your own job search timeline. And also, I think it goes both ways. You can also be transparent with the recruiter, what stages of interviews you are at, so that if they would need to speed up for you, they can see what they can do. Good to know. And also to set up an expectation, right, of knowing how soon you'll be contacted, what are the next steps, so you can get an idea for yourself and not kind of be out of the loop in general. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And it's no secret that your job requires a lot of stamina and that never settle spirit to find the ideal candidate. So what helps you to just unwind and disconnect, Queenie? I think I'm actually a bit of a nerd. (laughs) So it invigorates me when I'm doing something creative or when I'm learning something. Mm. So recently I've been experimenting with Midjourney. Okay. Have you heard of that? Yes, yes. It's the AI program to create graphics. Yeah, so I, I actually got a mini Instagram page with like my own collection. Oh, how neat. <laughs> yes. How has the flexible remote working model helped you when trying to balance your work and life? I think I am more productive working from home. I guess it's because when I need focus time, when I want to do deep work, I just want to be alone. Mm. So being able to work from home really helped me to be productive. Also, I find it quite tiring to commute, even when I actually quite close to the office. Mm. And also, I think now that I've been with the company for two years, I've got a lot, a lot of friends at work. Um, it's hard to not talk to my friends when I see them in the office. <laughs> so these days I use my office time to build relationships mm. or to socialize with people. But if I want to do any deep work, I just stay home. I mean, I think that's wonderful from working at home, at least for me too, is it's nice to have that flexibility. Yeah, exactly. And also I think different people got different ways of working. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so glad that we're not mandatory when it comes to going into the office. And you mentioned earlier feeling more at home at Revolut than at previous workplaces. You know, are there any elements of the company's culture that contributed to this feeling? Yeah, so I think Revolut's culture really resonated with my upbringing. Um, How much do you know about the Hong Kong culture? Not very much, honestly. So yeah, so Hong Kong culture is very fast-paced, results-driven and straightforward. And we're all just about getting things done. And then that <laughs> happens to be one of Reflet's values. You're like, this is perfect. Yes. And also Reflet is extremely data-driven, mm-hmm. which actually gave me the exposure into doing data analytics. So this job actually allowed me to apply what I learned into my actual work. And it's extremely fun and rewarding. It sounds like it. I see this big smile on your face. And I think that's so wonderful when you can meet people, interact with people who are just joyful and motivated and happy to do what they do. Yeah. As a recruiter, I know you often guide new hires into their roles and the company. Uh, what advice do you have for our listeners who might be starting somewhere or something new, whether that be a new business or a new job? So when it comes to a new job, understand the success criteria of the role. For example, you can ask the hiring manager what you are expected to deliver in the first 30, 60, 90 days into the role. And that will give you a roadmap mm. on how to settle into the role. The second thing that you can look at is, like what I just said, what are the three most important things, say, for someone to thrive at the job or in the company? Mm -hmm. That will give you an idea of how to establish yourself in the new company. Yeah. And I want to ask, what can someone who would like to be at an executive level start doing now to set themselves up for a successful career as a top leader? Yeah. So, first of all, it's so important to think about what your executive career goal is. Mm -hmm. Using the CFO versus CEO example, mm. it's really important to be honest with yourself. What brings you joy? Yeah. Like Marie Kondo. Yeah, what, what sparks, sparks joy? joy? <laughs> yeah, so what sparks joy in you? Um, 
And so that's the goal. And then after that, identify the skills gap of what is required for that role and where you are at right now. And then plan strategically according to your goal. Uh, maybe you have to make strategic moves mm-hmm. uh, or maybe you have to you know, finance yourself to do an EMBA to fill the gaps. Mm. So it's a lot about planning and also executing with precision and obviously build your network, know people in the industry or know people who are in the role. It's not just about identifying potential connections, but mentors and even sponsors, mm-hmm. especially for executive level candidate, is so important that you have your sponsors in, say, the industry or in the company. And also think about your value proposition. Okay. Say, what do you want to be known within your industry or domain for? And then build your experience and personal brand around that. I love that. Thank you. I'm, I think I'm going to apply these steps myself. Yeah, I can yeah. see myself as an executive podcast host. Does that exist? That's CPO, oh. Chief Podcast. Chief Podcast. <laughs> I love that, Queenie. Going back for a second and what you said about sparking joy, and that reminds me of Ikigai. Are you familiar with Ikigai? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I actually use this when I oh. talk to a candidate. Uh, do you want to describe it for us a little bit? Okay, you're quizzing me. So um, <laughs> that's uh, what you're good at, what you love, mm-hmm. what the world needs, and what pays the bill. That's right, um, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, and the fusion between these, like kind of where they all mix, where they all meet, that's Ikigai. You know, it's interesting you brought it up because Revolut, like my first job at Revolut is the first time that I actually felt that, oh, actually, I finally find Ikigai. Mm, wow. I got chills just like, you know, seeing that little spark in your eye, Queenie. Okay, well, we're almost out of time. So I have to ask you, since you're normally the one interviewing people, being the interviewee today, was it a challenge for you at all? It's interesting to be interviewed because it actually made me reflect on my work from a different perspective but I have to be honest the biggest challenge though is like I'm not used to hearing my own voice Uh so I'm not sure if I'm going to listen to this podcast once it's live I'm sorry but no it's fine it's fine but I think you're a natural so you're welcome anytime I'll be a deputy chief podcast officer I love that (laughs) all right Queenie well I just have one final question for you What advice would you give to yourself when you were just starting out in your career? Dream big and don't settle for a job that does not allow me to optimize my potential. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing your experience as a head of executive recruitment here at Revolut. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for tuning in. You can hit subscribe and follow us on LinkedIn and Revolut Insider on Instagram. This is the Revolut Insider podcast where we explore Revolut's rocket ship from the inside out. Until next time, remember, the sky is not the limit, it's just the beginning. Revolut. Change the way you money.